When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing the Green Bay Packers and what didn't happen at the trade deadline, Sam. We've talked a lot about what did happen both here on the Daily and the PFF NFL podcast, but the Packers rumored to be in the wide receiver market. They don't make a move. We've got Packers media talking about, hey, is this it for Aaron Rodgers? Not only in Green Bay, but just in general. Is this his last Super Bowl window? Is it all closed? Did they do well or do wrong by Aaron Rodgers? So uh, discuss, did the Packers do wrong by Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) Yeah, well, look, the the Packers are one of those teams this season where there has been a clear problem. It was a clear problem that was evident before the season. It's just sort of borne out what everybody thought, which is they have one of the worst wide receiver groups in the NFL. And they're in trouble. Like, the season hasn't gone the way they expected it to. They haven't been leading the division. The Vikings are out in front. They now have a real battle on their hands just to make the playoffs again, let alone then make noise once you're in there and try and win a Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers. So if you have no receivers, you got two options. Number one, you make a move before the trade deadline. And apparently that's something that happens more and more now with, you know, significant moves. Gone are the days where you're like, ah, nothing really happens at the trade deadline. It's all inconsequential stuff. You can make a big move. And by the way, Brandon Cooks appears to be quite irate that it didn't happen. So maybe there was a potential guy sitting there for you to get. The only other alternative is OBJ, who's sitting out there with his rehabbing knee, waiting for a team to come along. Like If you get neither of those things done, I don't see how Green Bay can possibly win a Super Bowl. So, you know, part of the reason why, I do want to talk about Brandon Cooks, by the way. That is that is an interesting side note to all of this, Packers or not. But the OBJ thing feels much more realistic, right? Because a lot of the, the answer to this was, well, this isn't the Packers' way of doing business. They don't make big trades. They don't mortgage the future. I mean, on draft night, they're fine with trading up. Uh, you know, uh, we've heard uh, we've heard multiple. It's just like the Packers way through the years, uh, dating back to, you know, old regimes and stuff like that, where they said, if you like a guy, go get him. Right. They had no problem trading up a couple of years ago. I think it was for Amari. Well, they traded up for Christian Watson last year, but trading up for Amari Rodgers, that's giving up draft picks to go get a player. But they're just more willing yeah. to do it. For, for, a a, for a right, for a player on a first contract, not for a player that you're going to have to pay. That's kind of the Packers way. But OBJ could be more reasonable because you're not giving up draft capital, right? 
Yeah, and at this point, doesn't that feel just like shooting yourself in the foot for no reason? Like you've decided that this is only worth doing for rookies when it's effectively the same thing. Like even just as a point of principle, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Either you're willing to give up future picks for current fixes, or you're not. Like the idea that you're only willing to do that for rookies, for unproven commodities, just feels bizarre. Yeah. Like if you're willing to give that stuff up, go and give it up because right now you desperately need a wide receiver. And yeah, look, the Odell Beckham Jr. thing makes a lot of sense. It seems like an obvious fit, only there's a couple of things. Number one, OBJ, I think, wants to be paid a significant amount of money. Like yeah. as much as a lot of people, I think, view this as, well, we get in OBJ, we pay him $8 million, we go on a Super Bowl run, and then we rinse and repeat. Like, he seemed to be upset that the Rams didn't come with a big bag of cash at the end of last season after they did that, right? Like, he sort of proved to himself or to everybody else that, hey, I've still got this. I can be a number one guy. Give me money. The Rams didn't seem to want to come with that offer or simply didn't have the capacity to come with that offer. Either way, he didn't get the bag he wanted, and that seemed to be part of his motivation. So are the Packers willing or able to give him that kind of money? And then the second thing is, if OBJ is sort of sitting back waiting for the contenders to emerge, and it's like, well, I'll just jump on the most likely Super Bowl contender that needs a wide receiver. I mean, the, the, the Packers are very quickly taking themselves out of that picture. Like, they, at the start of the year, would have been envisaging saying, hey, we can bring in OBJ because eight weeks into the season, we'll be like, hey, come, come to Green Bay, win a Super Bowl, you know? Now it's like, come to Green Bay, rescue our season, yeah, I mean, it It does feel a little bit different. I mean, they've got the Lions this week, the Packers. Lions this week. They have the Cowboys in two weeks and the Eagles in four weeks. Titans are in there as well. I mean, they're already three and five, and they've got some tough games coming up. You're right. They might not even be in it. OBJ is supposed to not even be healthy, I don't think, until December. Um, the, the money, I think, is less important because of that. But you are talking about, I mean, are the Packers going to be under 500 by that point still? In December, we're talking four weeks from now, they could be sitting at five and seven. It might not even be making the playoffs at that point. And even if OBJ comes in, again, you have to be on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he saves everything. So I, I understand not mortgaging the future and all that stuff, but doesn't shouldn't it be different when you have Aaron Rodgers? He's already mortgaged yeah. the future. Look at his cap hits these next couple of years <laughs> once he leaves. Your future's already also- in danger. Well, unlike a lot of other teams, your future has a finite end date to it. You know, your future has a stop point because presumably once Rodgers is no longer there, your future does not seamlessly transition into still being good the whole way. You know what I mean? Most teams have problems replacing one Hall of Fame quarterback with the next one. Now, obviously, Green Bay managed it fine the last time. Brett Favre straight to Aaron Rodgers. If that doesn't happen again your future probably stops the moment Aaron Rodgers is no longer there. So you can afford to not think about this in, well, what's the what's five years' time going to look like? You know, what is the cap going to look like in 2026? Who cares? Rodgers isn't going to be there. Like, the whole thing is gone at that point. Rodgers is here for a couple more years, and at that point, that's your window. So start firing stuff that affects this year, next year. Like, the future, you know, that this ethereal term that everybody throws around it's kind of irrelevant to you because your future i mean look jordan love does not look like it's going to be the next aaron Rodgers, brett Favre seamless transition so your future has an end date to it i could hear packers fans right up until the trade deadline just waiting just waiting is anything 
going to happen? Are they going to get that guy for Aaron Rodgers? That tension built up to the trade deadline, just like the way you can make every bet, every play feel this exciting. With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's any NFL bet. Check it out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, and you can throw down on those stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using the code PFF. A couple of the names that were, you know, thought about here. Brandon Cooks, who you mentioned with the Texans, but also Chase Claypool, the guy that goes to the Bears for a second round pick. There was a thought out there, hey, the Bears beat the Packers to the punch, kept him away from a division rival. I I don't know if that was really the case, but should the Packers have given up a two? for Chase Claypool. Uh, Should they have given something up for Brandon Cooks? Cooks was upset, Sam, but he became much less likely to be traded once he re-upped a two-year extension back in April. He got paid two years, $38 That extension probably limited his trade availability here at the deadline. Cooks is just upset because he's used to being traded every time, you know, every year. It's like he's he's probably got like an annual discount with the moving people. Like, you know, he was just ready. Like he's like, I time. get you guys. I get you guys on call. I don't know where I'm going, but we're we're going. Right. He's gonna lose like his frequent flyer miles, all this kind of stuff. Like he's just mad at that. But I'm just understand. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I I don't I don't quite understand why he's upset. It didn't make it didn't make a ton of sense for them to move him this time. Unlike every other time he's been traded. Um. But he makes like if he was available and he was actually on the market the way he seems to think he might have been, um, that's absolutely a move that would have made a, an instant impact for Green Bay. The Claypool thing, I don't think, was one that Green Bay should have been interested in, really. Like maybe, you know, pick up the phone, find out what the asking price is, but at the point where it's a second and somebody's willing to give that, no, I don't think he makes a material difference to what the Packers are dealing with right now. They needed the number one guy. They needed a Brandon Cooks. They needed a DJ Moore. They needed somebody that can come in and be their number one dude that Rodgers can trust and knows will get open consistently. And even then, you're going to have to go through the growing pains of like developing that chemistry. But that's at least worth a significant outlay. And I don't know if there was anyone willing to sell one of those. You know, if the Texans weren't going to ship Cooks, if the Panthers view DJ Moore as the long-term thing, like... They might simply have not had any available options. Adding weapons for Rodgers is not a new conversation. That's that's the tough part about this one, Sam. When Devontae Adams was here, we were having this conversation. We said, Devontae yeah. Adams is nice. He's awesome. He's dependable. He's always open on third down. Great rapport with Aaron Rodgers. But for the Packers to be able to compete with the other best teams in the league, even though they were the number one seed the last couple of years, you got to have a complimentary option. Then they lost Adams. And it got that much worse, as expected. So I don't even know if one receiver was going to fix this. But if if you were going to salvage the season, it did feel like something did need to happen. All one receiver does, maybe, like optimistically, is put you back where you were a year ago, which is a good team, but maybe not good enough to win the Super Bowl anyway. But at least takes you from being where they are right now to being back in contention, to being a good team in the NFC where, you know, anything can happen. But the difference between trying to get it done by trade and the draft is the trade. You need, you need a partner, right? You need someone else to tango. You can't just say, well, it's our pick now. Let's draft a wide receiver. All right. So let us know. Did the Packers blow it? Did they, did they close the Super Bowl window with Aaron Rodgers? PFF. 